Welcome to Horror Vomit, where we talk about horror movies so you don't have to. My name is Chris Pfaff, and I am one of your co-hosts. Who are you? We're doing it. You're here. I am James Marino, and... Yeah. Pass? Two? Our other co-host? Oh, I didn't... Uh, uh, I, I, the, you threw me. Intro, I was waiting for uh, my job. Guest. Um, the... Uh, the... Um... <laughs> The, I just got done monkey the lady, wrangling. The ladyest lady here, who are you? Who Christina Hoople. <laughs> All right, yeah. Christina's the, here. The ladyest lady here. Yeah. Cool. I, yeah. I really dropped the ball on that. I'll, I'll do it better at a different time. Absolutely. <laughs> All right, so I'm somebody else. I'm badly. All right, let's get this thing started. I am grasping at straws. <laughs> That's okay. Today we are reviewing <laughs> caveats so you don't have to. Um, do we, would somebody like to give a synopsis today? Oh my god, how many fucking times have you done this show and you don't know what we do? Alright, Caveat, released in 2020, written and directed by Damian McCarthy, starring Ben Kaplan as Mo Barrett, Jonathan French as Isaac, and Layla Sykes as Olga. That's how you do the intro. Gotcha. <laughs> As I'm a stuttery mess. <laughs> I was going to say, I was waiting for you to start. I was trying to jumpstart. All right. I thought we... you were trying to get somebody else to do that. <laughs> That's what you. I thought. Yeah. But I didn't want to do it. So <laughs> Drowning quickly. So I, I jumped in and got made fun of. I'm going to go home and cry. No, you're not. <laughs> nah. I would laugh very hard if you did. <laughs> it would be funny. <laughs> Yeah, kind of. What happened? You made James cry. Just the most sour tears streaming down <laughs> your cheeks. Do you have a pillow I can chew on? So, all right, guys. How did how did you like Caveat? I really liked this movie. I thought it was kind of boring, so I didn't really uh, care All right, all right. Because right. that, that is... I've read some reviews that said the same thing. It's just, man, this movie was slow and boring. I disagree wholeheartedly i disagree but i think we've also proven that my tolerance for boring is pretty high yeah mine's not i'm very impatient i need something to happen like immediately well i know that initially when i started doing these i remember a what seemed like 15 minute stare scene watching somebody walk back and forth that i complained about for 10 years <laughs> and other points that were a little pacey but now i understand why they're pacing it out like that because especially when it goes from darkness to light in this movie, it's still, it's the pace. Everything is set up. So it slows up. So anything scary happens, you're supposed to notice the stuff in the background. And I, I don't usually notice everything, but this time I did. All right. Should we quit fucking around and just address the disgusting humanoid rabbit in the, in the room? So oh, much. that rabbit. Fucking hats off to the set designer for this film. That thing is disgusting. Yeah, it is. Actually, they said the only thing that they did with it, they didn't replace the eyes. I think they just took the fur off it and made it and aged it. That's how that rabbit looked when they say, bought it new. It looked like a really, really old like Victorian toy that yeah, they just it, found. It, it, the best thing I could think of is it looked like it was made out of suede leather that somebody pissed on for like 10 years. <laughs> This thing's fucking gross. Yeah. Just like the rest of that house. With yep. with its gigantic, looming human eyeballs. I, I, I can't even that imagine how they out. would have put that in to begin with. I mean, just those eyes are just so off. I, I, 
if, so you said that they didn't like make that. They found that. They found it and aged it. My God. Hats off to the beautiful maniac who made that in the first place. Because that was no comfort to any child ever. You know, those eyes and the drum. Yeah, the drum is fantastic. It made Ooh. me jump quite a few times. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's probably because uh, I wasn't paying like 100% attention. I probably should have been, but... And also just because the drum is never really like on time. It's always off. Yeah. And, and yeah, well, I've got a couple theories about that. Yeah, yeah, all right, let's let's go. Okay. Is that the mother inhabiting this fucking rabbit? Okay, first of all, when I first watched this movie, I'm sitting there going, is the drumming causing weird shit to happen, or is it happening because of the weird shit? So I was going back and forth. It's like, is it a psychopomp? Is it a harbinger of death like the birds or yeah. anything like that? All I could figure out is it's always when it gets near the dead body. It's like... When, it, when it, death or something bad's going to happen, but mostly near the body, that's when it starts drumming. Yeah, is it a conduit of making bad things happen, or is it just reactionary? Well, my thought was... Because I'm going to say it's reactionary. It's almost like a warning system. That's or I thought, too, because every time they get close to something scary... And, and, and in the opening shot, she's using it almost as like a flashlight, like a... But, but think about it, too. Um, since we've watched the movies, or the movie... Can that, could it be like a conduit for Olga's, or not Olga's mom's spirit? Like, hey, I'm down here. Hey, something maybe protecting Olga or what, that kind of thing? I was thinking that it was her ghost inhabiting it because it helps her find the body. But then it also warns Isaac when he's sitting in that chair just staring at it like a fucking maniac. Right, but we don't know anything about him at that time, do we? No, not really. It's so, just that he apparently needs money. Yeah, but so the, maybe the spirit knows, hey, this guy's not the bad guy? So, hey, Christina, do you, do you want to try and give us a plot synopsis here? Sorry. I'm, I don't. We, oh, God damn you. James, do you want to try and give us a plot synopsis here? It. No, absolutely. Okay. It's confusing. That's why I don't want to do it. Oh, I'm going to give you a real simple version of it. Yeah, it's just an, like an elevator pitch. Yeah, so amnesiac guy has got a friend says, hey, I want you to come watch my... Uh, my crazy sister out on you know out there i'll and give you a couple of fucking old styles yeah a couple two tree old styles all right <laughs> <laughs> fuck you chris anyway, anyway <laughs> back to the thing so all you got to do is go to the island watch watch my sister everything's going to be cool there are a few things that we have to talk about <laughs> One is... Where are got, the fucking hot dogs? Yeah. And he asked me, hey, how, what's a guy got to do to get a Vienna around here, okay? <laughs> anyway, all you have to do is put on this leather vest, because she's worried that you're going to come into the room. 29624 in here. You want to finish this? Fuck you. <laughs> no, sorry. You wanted him to do this. I know. Uh, I know. I'm just trying to think of everything related to Chicago that I can. You forgot Italian beefs. Yeah. I didn't forget about them. They were on deck. Okay. I was waiting. <laughs> it's coming up. So he, like, what, doubles or triples the money if you go do this? Because, yeah, this is a little weird. Now, he goes to the uh, place to watch the sister, and craziness ensues. It just gets weirder and weirder throughout the movie. I know. It turns into, like, a weird teen sex comedy romp. Right in the middle. (laughs) Yeah. Porky's right there. It's real awkward. Yeah. It's very jarring. Well, you know, that that whole peephole scene. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) But we'll get back to that. Keeping an eye on that sweet catatonic woman. Ooh, ooh, ooh. So creepy. 
There's just so many things to talk about in this movie, though. But um, what do you want to talk about first? I don't know why it was so confusing to me. Again, it's probably because I wasn't well, that is, fully that, invested. I, in I very it. much like this movie, but that is one of my criticisms of it: is they they put they tried to put too much into this. They made it a little bit convoluted, and I understand since it's like this guy's first feature length film that they were really going for it. But I agree that they could have removed a few elements of this because there was a lot going on and they didn't need it to be that much. Well, actually, the funny thing is in an interview with the director, he said you make three movies when you make movies, the movie you write, the movie you shoot, and the movie you edit. And he said that when he wrote it, it was dense. There was a lot more to it that didn't show up on screen. So he tried to pair off anything that didn't fit with the story. I, could, I very much can see that because there are, I don't want to say glaring holes, but I think quickly covered up holes. I was just like, uh, we, I cut this whole thing out. I need to bridge this together somehow. Mm-hmm. They don't uh, really do that, though. They just kind of yeah, uh, he's, he's getting hammered on his, on his porch. Yeah. <laughs> there, <Yep>. fine. <laughs> Wow, yeah, well, I just assumed that it was confusing because I just watched it before coming here and no, it, I had kind of a I, stressful I've, morning. I've watched this about three times and I, I catch a little bit more of the story every time. But yeah, I still get kind of lost in all of what's going on. But uh, it's still a good movie. <laughs> I also thought it was going to be really scary just because of that doll. So I didn't watch it until it was... Daytime. Yes, because <laughs> we were going to do this, what, two months ago, maybe? I, I couldn't get through the first 20 minutes of it. It freaked me the fuck out. Really? Yeah. And well, I had I tried watching it again last night. I was like, I'm going to get through this because I hate watching it the day of. I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. And it wasn't getting any scarier, but this guy has a gift for mood. The creepiness, the dirtiness, yeah. the just, I That's felt... Settling. I it's, felt grungy just watching this movie. I felt oh, itchy watching this movie. That's how much that I, narrow hallway. Yeah, the, the entire it. set design in this film is fucking fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> you know they built all those sets except for like two rooms, right? Yeah, yeah. Like it, it looks great. <laughs> mm-hmm. But it, that's one of my favorite things about this movie is yeah, there are like supernatural, scary elements in it. But for the most part, it reminded me of like. A 90s or maybe like early 2000s thriller. Yeah. Like it, it's just got a thick layer of tension throughout all of it. And it was done on such a shoestring budget that they had to come up with interesting ways to do everything, which I think really adds a flair of ingenuity or not ingenuity, but uh, individualism. It, I don't know. It, it stands out. Uniqueness. Uni- that's the fucking word. You're welcome. <laughs> Well, they said that... Um, I'm bad at this today. <laughs> no, that's okay. What, one of the things that I thought was interesting about this is... Uh, he said um, the best way to do a movie... What I liked about this, actually, is that a lot of times you see an independent film that's you know shoestring budget. It looks like a filmed play. Everything takes place in this very narrow space. Yes. And very rarely do people do it well. I noticed in Housebound, they did it well. They had very limited space. This movie was specifically written for these backgrounds. Yeah, it's a real claustrophobic film. But they move it around enough that you don't feel like it's one set piece going from scene to scene. It you, you're just you know again at just not at ease at any time. In, in a lot of movies too, I think 
I complain about getting lost in the geography of a scene, like where they are. I think it was kind of intentional in this film to keep everything sort of dizzying. Yeah, I was going to say, I really was not sure what was going on with the rooms they were in. Yeah, because like I said, everything is kept so claustrophobic. The narrow shots of the hallway, the close-ups of their faces, what part of the house is this fucking kitchen in where is the basement door we don't know where anything is so we can't track anyone throughout the house which keeps the tension super duper high yeah, it's I great like, i don't like that <laughs> like i understand why they do it but i i don't I like it. it either but they played it well and now this is the second or third movie that uses how they move and your inability to figure out where you are to cause that in unease so it's easier for me to deal with but I had to turn it off a couple times where I'm like, just too much. I couldn't do that even if I wanted to because I literally had just <laughs> enough time. <laughs> so. But, um, so let's talk about, because we already kind of talked about the budget. Let's talk about the budget. 250,000 pounds this was made for. And this is the perfect example of why you don't need to make a movie for 40, 60, 80 million dollars to make it good. This yeah. is this is how you write a movie and I think I remember reading that the guy like they filmed it a few years before it was released because he had to like go to work to continue to like edit this movie <laughs> to have the money to keep doing it. So, and I think that really comes through that you can tell that this was something that, like, he really put effort into, and you can see all of it on the screen. Yeah, it looks really good. I'm surprised the budget is that yeah. low. Yeah, that's I like, think that's only like they made that entire film for less US than what dollars. you would give, like, a B movie star to be yeah. in a film. Mm hmm. And they spent, they saved money by, like, going to the dump and finding age appropriate things. So they'll find, if they find a piece of board with wallpaper, they just snag it and make it part of the set. That's why that mold looked right. That's why everything, because it was real it was mold. Real. Yeah. Do you see the pillow that he was laying on underneath? He was like, he put the clean pillow over the black yeah, mold pillow. Mm -hmm. And he, he couldn't get to the bathroom. Yep. Where did it go? And how long was he there? And the smell. Well, they show where he was going to go because he opens up the back door and he's going to take a piss. And that's where he sees the dog. That's right. So, yeah, but like I said, it's just such good plotting that, yeah, that he doesn't know that he's going to be in this harness when he gets there. And when he gets there, he's just wandering around the house trying to figure out where the fuck he is or how far he can go in this place. And, like, he can't turn the corner to take a piss. Well, I, again, the only problem. That part. Yeah, it's like right in the beginning. Yeah, like I know he went to sit by the door outside but yeah. I don't remember him trying to pee outside and like right in that scene is like the effective use of using your limited resources to make a scare because what do they do they turn a light off and they pull on a chain Yeah, I but it's that. still racked with tension uh -huh. <laughs> it will make you jump it'll definitely make you jump the other one that really really stood out to me is when he's in the bathroom after he gets shot in the leg Mm -hmm. and he doesn't pull the arrow out because I think they realized that they couldn't afford to do whatever. Well, so they, they set up the prosthetic and then cut it, which really got to me because 
A, that's brilliant. That's probably what you would do instead of pulling it out. Like, if you know anything, you know not to, like, pull out a sharp object lodged in you. Yeah, I wouldn't do that anyway. I'm very squeamish, so I wouldn't be able to handle it. Yeah. I'd just pass out. So he cuts it off. But even still, when cutting it off, you can see the slight movements while he's got it in the snippers. Yeah. It's going to move around, and the pain on his face is just like, oh, man, that was fucking brilliant. Mm -hmm. Like, all you had to do was buy, like, some spirit gum and an arrow and then clip it. And yeah, and the shaking, the shaking, trying to do it. I mean, it that was a that was brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> and everybody knows you don't pull an arrow, you push an arrow. Yeah. But you know. Yeah. So what? I didn't know that, but. <laughs> so where where did this movie lose you, Christina? Towards the end, I think, where they were like him and Olga were talking about her mother, I think, and then she was trying to remind him of like why he was there yeah i don't know that, that <laughs> is confused. where it starts to get very convoluted um again an instance of things that they didn't really need the whole thing with his jacket like i understand it was used as a device to you know it's trying to lodge his memory it was, why is my coat here why are you wearing... oh it's the coconut on G gilligan's island yes oh, yeah gotcha <laughs> yeah like Man, you could have probably cut that. Like I said, it's yeah. just a hat on a hat on a hat. Just, man, you're throwing too much in here. I understand yeah. you're trying to make a big swing because this is your debut, but... And I think that's something that, like, you can see when people start making films is their early films are full of a lot. And then they start to develop restraint because I also think they could have cut out all of the supernatural elements in this still had a great movie, yeah. film. Yeah. Or they could have jumped up the supernatural. Yeah, that's that was the other thing I was going to they say. They should have done one or the other. Yeah, it's kind of... Because you could lose the supernatural entirely and still have a good story. But if you up the supernatural, you need to very simple, much simplify the, I guess, the earlier plan and all of that. Mm -hmm. You need to really cut that back and focus on it. So like I said, one way you could lose it entirely, but... Well, the other way, you're going to have to work a lot harder. But I think it would have been more rewarding in the end. I honestly think it would have been better if they would have just cut the supernatural altogether. Yeah, because that corpse looked bad. <laughs> that, that corpse looked like it was going to get up and talk to you in about five minutes. Yeah. I'm surprised it didn't, and that, I, I get that that was the point because it keeps moving around while he's in the little room and whatever, but like, mm, I, under, I understand that you have limited resources, but... It wasn't good. Man, for how good the rest of this movie is, should have taken one look at that and went, hmm, let's just cut it. Well, you know where the movie so. almost lost me? Where? The very beginning. Because, you know, usually you have to suspend disbelief to enjoy a movie. Yes. I had to pole vault over it. Who, 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 nobody, nobody. Oh, we're going on an, oh, wait, I've got to wear a harness? Wait, and what? No, no, no. Yeah. I would have noped the fuck out real quick. Yeah. <laughs> so, barring that, the only thing I, again, I try to make movies work for me if I'm enjoying them. I'm like, well, maybe somewhere back in his mind, he knows this guy and he's like, maybe I owe him a fat. I don't know. Well, I was trying I, to get a way to make it okay for him to go there in my head. If I remember right, that's his landlord. Okay. Right? I, I, that was another part that, that was kind of tenuous. About. I, I thought they were really friends originally. Yeah, I think the only reason I know that is just like from looking at things and oh, and Barrett is this guy's landlord, like in plot descriptions. Because 
I didn't pick up on it. Yeah, I thought they were old friends and acquaintances. and I had no idea. I was really confused. Like, who is this guy? Well, but, and again, it sounds like one of those things that you could say, man, cut it. But you need that because essentially them knowing each other is the inciting incident. Yeah, true. So you can't really get rid of it. Uh, otherwise, you're telling it just a different story. Yeah, it was too confusing. Yes. Too well, much. this is one instance in my life where my inattentiveness made it a better movie. Because I didn't catch half the stuff. I only caught maybe two or three plot points. And they fit together beautifully. I didn't notice half the stuff both of you noticed. Yeah. I must have caught like the other half of what you didn't see. <laughs> because I wasn't paying enough attention. So I didn't see everything. But mm-hmm. I think that's why it was confusing. But Yeah, that's what like I said. It, this is a murder mystery, essentially. And if that's not your type of movie then you're probably going to be fading out. But, like, I like all the intricate little details of shit. And even if they don't really make sense on the surface, like, it was probably there for something. (laughs) I would have enjoyed all the intricate details if I had seen them all. Yeah. Mm. I didn't. Plus, I'm also very quick to forgive a movie if I just like it in general. I will forgive its faults almost immediately. I'm kind of the same person that way, yeah. like that. So... Yeah. All right. This is what I sent you earlier. Yes. And here's something that I noticed, and I want to see if, if you agree with this or not. Because what I, I think whether intentionally or not, the filmmakers kind of reversed the gender roles of Isaac and Olga. Because tip, in a typical narrative, it would have been your female character that was gaslit into coming to this place. It would have been a female character that would have been gaslit into wearing the harness. It would have been a female character that was gaslit into being the essentially beta male to bear its alpha male in this murder plan. Yeah. But I think they did a really cool thing by just subverting gender roles and making Isaac almost like, almost a damsel in distress because he's almost like a final girl. Yeah, you're right. I didn't even think about it and if And if you think about it, it had to be subconscious rather than overt, or else they would have marketed the shit out of that. I don't know, man. I don't think they would have. They would have no, still, they would have sly marketed. This is still only a 250-pound movie that's on Shudder. Like, eh, I guess. I mean, but I just thought it was really cool, and I there's no way of being able to tell whether they did it consciously or if it was just kind of where the story went by organically, but I thought it was really cool looking at it that way. Yeah. That is never would have thought about that. I thought it was pretty neato. <laughs> well, it, it gave me about 10 or 15 minutes of pondering in the car. I was like, hmm. But I do like the one other thing I really like about this movie, because I can't stay on one of the subjects, sorry, is <laughs> the foreshadowing. Remember when you see the walls move and he keeps hearing the rattling? Mm-hmm. Yep. Near the end of the movie, when he's caught in that one little area, he's making the walls move almost the same way, and it's the same noises. It's almost like it's foreshadowing the noises that he's making trapped in the wall. And I, I, I thought that was amazing. When I, I was like, who, who thinks of that? I've never well, obviously, there's a reason I'm not directing movies yeah. or writing them, but <laughs> I, I was just, I'd never really noticed those kind of details before, but that one really, really stuck with me. I'm like, that's the exact same movements of the wall that they showed when the ghost was doing it. Mm-hmm. This movie's very good. I think that's one of the only things like that that I actually did notice. So I'm glad you brought it up because I feel like weird. Like, oh, I didn't notice that. Nope, didn't see that either. (laughs) I mean, rest assured, regardless of 
caveat or not, you're still a weirdo, which is why we're friends. Yeah. So, true. I mean, <laughs> it's fine. Don't beat yourself up it's over fine. it. If I was really that upset, I would have just said, yeah, I'm not doing it. <laughs> just a loud crash as Christina storms out of the room. Throw this across the room. Just screaming racial epitaphs as she goes. Yeah. I said good day. Not that far. <laughs> <laughs> Old skinhead hoople over here. Yeah. Not that big of a monster, you know. So, who did the wiring for the intercoms in this fucking house? <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh, Sorry, that no was one idea. thing that really bothered me. Because it doesn't make sense. No, it doesn't. <laughs> this house is in very much in disrepair. Mm-hmm. And uh, but the intercoms still magically work. Oh yeah, they were great. Well, actually, I will have to say, in the film's defense, is that it looked like a, a relatively new install. If you take a look at how old everything else was, that was obviously not original. So, no, oh, I'm saying what electrician is going to get on a boat. To, to this weird little weird. island. And, yeah, I'll wait a fucking harness as he's putting electrical wire in. Like, no. no it's, well, and probably the same people who, um, you know, wire up their own pole barns. That guy, Barrett? Or his brother? No, whoever built the house or whoever owned it before. Or did they always own it? I don't know. I, I would think so because they say that it's his brother's house, right? Right. And... I don't know how long they would have possibly lived there, but I would, I would think a while because it looked lived in. I would have assumed that he just did it himself because no one's going to go to that place to do that for you. Right. Who killed his brother? Okay. Here's a, there's a good question. <laughs> no idea. Yeah, this is where I get kind of lost in the mythology because that's one thing that I do kind of like is, yeah, it's dense, but this movie consistently lies to you about what's going on. It gives you three different unreliable narrators. So there's no real way to know what the fuck is actually going, or ha- not going on, but what had previously happened. Right, because you could posit that um, Isaac felt guilt for having locked the guy down there. And, and when he's coming back from his amnesiac state, however, he made it right for himself. So he could have killed him. Yeah. Or the brother could have been setting him up. You know, killed him and say, hey, go in there and do it. Well, now his fingerprints are on there. It was him. Mm-hmm. That could be it. Or Olga, you know, Olga could have done it. We don't know. Yeah, because uh, what's what's the first story that she tells? That she tells him that her dad was super duper claustrophobic and her mom thought it would be funny to slap the harness on him and threw him in the basement and he shot himself. Right. Ha ha. Which, which turns out so to be nowhere near true. <laughs> right. And then... Or was like, you killed him. I this I, see you killed him. Said or she said that Isaac killed him. Yeah, because then she says, I believe when she they're said on the, he was like hired to come kill him for. Oh somebody yeah, else. Olga said her brother yeah. hired you. Okay, he yeah. He didn't want to do it himself, so he brought you in. Yes. But then the door was already locked when he got there, or so he says. Right. So what do you think? I have no idea. In, in my heart of hearts, what I would like to is that with the brother Mo, what was his name? Yeah, Mo. Yeah, Mo. I'd like to think that Mo did it because that guy was skeevy from Jump Street. The minute you saw him, I just like, oh. Yeah, and I mean, that's fitting yeah. behavior for a landlord. Right. Landlords are all scumbags. And you know who he reminded me of just the look of that character? You ever see Tommy? 
No. Oh. <laughs> the creepy uncle and Tommy. It's, it's the Who movie. Yeah, from yeah, I'm old. Everybody leave it alone. <laughs> but he looked like the uh, the young Uncle Albert or Uncle Alfred character. It was Keith Moon playing a skeevy oh, uh, pedo. Oh, sweet Christ. <laughs> and that's who he reminded me of immediately. So I was like, he must die now. <laughs> I... I do not like the Who in general, but my God, Keith Moon is fantastic. What a hero. A <laughs> fucking maniac. Yeah. Did you ever see, was it, I think it was on the Smothers Brothers, where he put the bomb in his drum set? I think that was, uh, I wanted to say that it was, um, I can't remember his name, the old um, the old guy with the tie. Oh, that late night host. Yeah. I have no idea what you guys are talking about. I want to say Ed Sullivan. Uh, Keith, Keith Moon, the drummer for the Who, on one of the, they were on some late night show, and he didn't tell anybody that he had essentially put a bomb in his kick drum for the end of the set to make an explosion. <laughs> oh so he didn't tell anyone. It was far bigger than he anticipated. <laughs> it almost blows up and murders Roger Daltrey. And John Entwistle, their bass player, is the only one who's just like, what the fuck? And like, turns around, and he's still just jamming on his bass. He was known to blow a lot of things up. <laughs> Drove a Cadillac I into a could, swimming pool. I could have guessed that. <laughs> ah, yes. Uh, fuck the Who, but uh, I love Keith Moon. Absolutely. <laughs> Back when rock stars could be maniacs. And were regularly. Oh, yeah. I was going to say, I mean, they still can be. They just aren't. Well, you know, there's just too easy to get found out, I suppose. Yeah. True. If, if there were camera phones back in, you know, the late 60s, early 70s, everyone would be in prison. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Or the laws would have changed quicker, one of the two. Yeah. Probably yeah. both, honestly. Yeah. We, we would have not heard a David Bowie album past 1971. <laughs> oh, jeez. Yeah. Re- remember that, everybody, while you're worshipping David Bowie, he fucked a lot of kids. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Ugh is right. <laughs> I didn't really know but, that, and I didn't really care to either. Oh, um, so let's not talk about Led Zeppelin either. Uh, speaking of fucking kids, yeah, though, <laughs> why did they not take the key off of the dead woman's neck? I could not figure that out. No that is idea. just carelessness. <laughs> well, there was a lot of carelessness with keys Maybe they in thought, that movie. Oh, it's on a dead person. No one's going to want that. Yeah, they didn't really hide very well. No. Ooh. That would be my only guess. Because I wouldn't want to grab that. No. Especially on like a living dead lady. Mm -mm. Yeah. Well, maybe straight up dead. Doesn't matter. That's. Well, see, I don't know if they actually shot her in the room, like shot her in the room and then boarded it up, or did they shoot her and stick her in the room? Because there would be a difference. If they shot her from a distance and walled her up, then maybe they didn't notice she had the key. But if they offed her and brought her in, they would know. Yeah, because the body looked propped up. Yeah, well, again. Unless she was just hanging out. Well, they do tell us that she was absolutely mad. So. But they also intimate that Olga was crazy, and we don't know if she was actually crazy or interred by her brother. And we know that she's in catatonic states. Again, this is another unanswered question. You talked about unreliable narrators earlier. Yes. We don't know why she was in an institution. We don't know if she killed somebody before. We don't know anything about her, so... And that left that open, too. I I really like the shot where they show her mother as she's just, like, drawing weird circles on, like, like yards of felt. Yeah, it was that black, like, construction paper. Yeah, and she's just drawing maniacally and laughing, and then it hard, like, shifts in the cut to just the rabbit sitting, which is where 
you know, the whole, I think they were trying to plant that it is the mother spirit in that. Mm-hmm. But again, it, it remains very unclear. Yes, there's a lot of unclear things in this movie. The um, more I hear from you guys, the I more I'm like. I wish I would have been able to watch it more than once because. Oh, you still can. I know. Just not for the I, podcast. Now I don't have to. <laughs> <laughs> You didn't have to anyway. You know what I mean. Like, it's not like this is a lucrative paying gig. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, definitely not. What did you guys think about the ending? I really liked it. I did too. I, again, was kind of confused by it. But I think, again, that was because the rest of the movie was confusing to me. I, uh, the way I did I, like it, though. The way I but. read it was it was almost kind of, I don't want to say like a stereotypical ending, but it's kind of like when uh, the Wicked Witch of the West is killed and mm-hmm. all the goons around her are like, oh, good, fuck that bitch. We're glad she's dead. <laughs> it it, it kind of felt like Olga felt that release of, oh, my crazy uncle's finally gone. Mm-hmm. And the, if you think about the scene, too, where he's crawling out to freedom, mm-hmm. he's being reborn because he had this amnesiac and whatever sordid life. And now maybe he appreciates new things, kind of saw-ish. Yeah. I never think about movies like that. I never used Maybe to. I should start. <laughs> so he took that dog too, right? I'm hoping he took the dog because otherwise, say, I hope so, cause that would kind of suck for the dog. Otherwise. Yeah, but I don't know. Like, I, I thought that was pretty heavy-handed, though. The first time that we see the dog, and they're both just on chains. Like, all right, man, yeah. I get we, it. We get it. Yeah, it, yeah. That's that's a little heavy, but other than that, I mean. I thought this movie was pretty good about avoiding being real hammy. Now, you you pay more attention than I do. At the end of the movie, we see him come out, but we're never shown Olga again. Where is she? Is she still she's, in the house? Is she still locked? She's standing in the doorway. Yeah, she comes to the door. And must, how did I miss that? Because he walks out, he unties the dog, Olga appears in the doorway with the crossbow. And they, they just look at each yeah, other. Yeah, they stare at each other for a minute, and he like kind of hesitantly walks away. Very slowly. I don't think he turns his back to her. I think he just kind of no, backs away, like side like shuffles. Side steps yeah, away. Well, that, with the dog. How did I miss that? I I, I, don't I, I don't know. I'm surprised I didn't. But wow, that adds that adds a couple more layers. Damn it! Well, I'm glad I didn't pay attention to that because I would have been utterly more confused. But yeah. it, I, I think that was really well done too because. To get Mo to come to the island was the only way that he could possibly leave. Because they show him go outside earlier, like after he gets Olga in the harness. And he runs outside to try and find a way to get out. And there's no boat there for him to take. Mm-hmm. Which really, that was like, what, 200 yards? <laughs> it was maybe like two football fields. Yeah, but he might might die of hypothermia halfway across. It's Yeah, it looked like it would probably be cold. Uh, all right. And what if You're also them? in a haunted house with a maniac wielding a uh, crossbow. Yeah, what if he crossbow. Can't swim? He's he afraid. Oh, he's definitely it. afraid of water. Remember? He what? He's afraid of water. He's like, it's an, a fucking island. I'm, I'm, I'm afraid of water. Oh, I missed that part. so did I. It was the very beginning. He talked about like a fear of water or something. He's got to go on a fucking boat. Yeah, because he's real, he's real pissed when they get there, rightfully so. But again, this is why I had to pole vault over this the disbelief yeah. because the guy's afraid of water. How's money afraid of water? Got to wear a harness, and it's on an island. 
And to he, be fair, he doesn't learn about the harness until after the boat ride. Well, but but fair enough. <laughs> could have just said nope. Yeah, shit's really ads. compounding for him. <laughs> You've already added one thing. What's going to happen when we get there, buddy? And I saw Deliverance. No, I didn't see any food in that house. You're right. <laughs> that's true. They don't really ever show. Any I mean, that's of... just stupid nitpicky. Because there's yeah, it doesn't I mean, matter. And I couldn't really track how long this movie like was supposed to be taking place like over a day and a half or was the was he there in the house for a while yeah was it extended because you never get a sense of time there yeah because he tells him at the beginning you know i I couldn't imagine it being more than a few days five days at most probably so i thought it was only supposed to be like two days maybe three yeah so is he kind of going nuts because they show him like laying down a couple times if i remember right yeah there's definitely once when he first shows up. Yeah, with the the yeah the painting, painting thing. Yeah, wall. yeah, and I thought that was another really good thing too. Even though, all right, that painting looked bad, right? Yeah, that, yeah. that wasn't a great painting. No, but it's still I, creepy. I still think it was a very good idea because that's something that you can do very effectively and cheaply. If you know somebody that can even kind of paint, it's hey man, I need this for a movie. Can you make me two paintings? It looks like something I would paint. Because I'm not very good at painting like realistic humans. And yeah. It's supposed to be a person. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I thought that was a really good, effective way with using limited resources to show ingenuity. It's just, you know, mm-hmm. all right, well, we're not going to go the regular route because we can't afford it. So what can we do? The movie was so dark, I thought at first that the painting was of that creepy rabbit toy. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> but... Then they showed it closer. I oh, would it's love a person. If, if anybody out there can paint, I would love to commission a painting, <laughs> a very elegant painting of that bunny. That doll? Yeah. Where are you gonna put it? I don't know. Everywhere <laughs> on my door? ceiling above my bed. <laughs> He's gonna take little pictures of it and put it on everything like Nick Cage's face. <laughs> Hell yeah, dude! I want those Nick Cage face pillows so bad. All the ones with the sequins that go up and down. What about the Nick Cage, like, sweatpants and sweatshirt? <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, I'm more all about the, like, little couch pillows, pillows. with just his gigantic face on it. It's so unsettling. But yeah, it's, it's fucking Nicolas I Cage. <laughs> like, I get that's the point, but... <laughs> but, anyway, um... Yeah, anybody got anything else to say about, about Caveat? I think we discussed it without giving away too much of the details. Because like I said, this is a very detail-oriented movie. And I, I, I know I put a thing in our Facebook group about it. But if you don't have Shutter and you can buy or rent this movie, just do it. Because that ensures that if the artist isn't getting the money, at least they're getting the exposure from the numbers. You know, and just... I think it's worthy to celebrate uh, correct behavior like this so that people like this can continue making cool movies. Well, not only that, but it's inherently a good movie. Yes. So it's not. I'm surprised that I liked it because it was so confusing, but it's still pretty good. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I I think I'll have to watch it again. (laughs) I think you will as well. Can't force me to oh, you fucking think i can't anyway um, yeah i do think you can't i'm gonna make some popcorn i'll be back <laughs> <laughs> i do own handcuffs yeah they're furry but i own them nonetheless <laughs> <laughs> i 
think I yeah, could take I it. I just use fuzzy, <laughs> fuzzy handcuffs as a, not a sex threat, but a watch this movie threat. <laughs> anyway. Wait, so, wait, I don't understand it's kidnapping, but is that also a sex crime if you use fuzzy handcuffs to detain someone? It is now. Is that just kind of like a, a if, twofer? They just like When toss I take it you in. to court for it, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. <laughs> I guess it all depends on the lawyer, right? Yeah. And I cannot afford a good one. Oh, you're fucked. Yeah, oh, yeah. Well, I'm also not going to abduct Christina and make her watch a movie either. So. Absolutely. Good. All right. Good Christ. Uh, Christina, anything to plug? I have my Instagram for my face painting stuff, uh, ChristoRainbow91. I'm trying to do the 31 days of Halloween, but... Hell yeah! So far I've done two days. I I really like them both, and I know that's not what you were going for with the whole gargoyle thing, but I think it turned out really fucking cool. No, I I thought I I didn't read it. I saw the picture. I thought... I thought scary statue was cool yeah it's like what you'd see outside of those like 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 mayan yeah like a mayan step temple like the pyramids with steps well i kept thinking of it as like a goblin did you just say because i had the ears on so that's fair (laughs) yeah anyway by the way i hated it so there's that what Um, else i have my etsy shop and the instagram for it uh it's hoople handmade uh, we do Pokemon terrariums. Yeah, they're pretty bitchin'. Yeah. <laughs> Pokemon terrariums? Yeah. Oh, cute. Yeah, get with it. No, they're actually super cool. No, I mean. Cool. I, I'll show you a picture if you want. Yeah. Very cool. They, they're fucking rad, man. Yeah. Uh, I'm sorry. That was okay. it. That was it? Yeah. James, what do you got? I'm actually working on a zine with my oldest. Fucking, what is it? We have just started it. I got to see what he's got coming up. I've just got smart ass comments and uh, a few stories. In fact, um, hoops, because of you, I've written three days in a row. Nice. Because I told you, as long as you continue on with the face painting, I will write every single day the month of October. Yeah, I almost told you, like, that's kind of not fair because mine takes so much longer because you said an hour a day. Yeah, but he- but here's the deal. If you do 13, like you said, through the entire month. Yeah, because I said I will at keep least up on 13, that. 13 is what I'm going to shoot yeah. for. And so I will stay up on that hour a day. Yeah. And I tell you what, I mean, James is a hell of a writer. He can get... I mean, the detail that he puts into his Dr. Quinn medicine woman erotic fan fiction is just unparalleled. It is. I can't tell if you're kidding or not. No, it's real. It's fucking great. You're serious? Oh, yeah, no. absolutely. I've been working on that for years. I didn't know that. It's fucking hot. <laughs> I'll take well, it's Dr. Quinn. I mean, oh, man. It, it, it leaves no genitals not full of blood. Huh. Good times, good times. <laughs> Sounds gross saying it that way. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I decided to go medically accurate rather than dirty, and it. it, it I, came I, I, yeah, I think I really <laughs> shot myself in the foot with that. Well, either way, um, well, there's a chapter where Doctor Quinn fixes your foot. Remember? No. Oh, I'm writing it this week, so you can read it later. Mm. I know, oh, there's gonna be some baiting. Um, <laughs> go away, baiting. <laughs> go away, baiting. <laughs> Says he shit's all fucked up and uh, <laughs> might be retarded. <laughs> don't worry, my ex-wife's a retarded. She's a pilot now. <laughs> you so put I, did, I don't this mean one to use in your the mouth R word. And this one in your ass? No, wait. This. <laughs> you put this one in your mouth. 
Uh, you can find us anywhere. Horror vomit. We're around. Yeah, and we're also known for idiocracy quotes, I guess. No. Nope. No. Nope. <laughs> we are now. That happened one time, and it was moments ago. Um, <laughs> I am running out of fucking steam here, guys. Uh, goodbye. Bye. Bye. <laughs> oh, my Jesus God. That was the most right. <laughs> <laughs>